Hey fam, hello, hello. This is a short little small disclaimer just to let you know, like towards the end, we are going to be talking about a few things that the Lord wants to set free, set his children free from. So if you're like in the car, you listening to this and your kids is there, this is just a little disclaimer that we're going to be talking about a couple grown folk things. It ain't nothing explicit, but I'm just saying, cause you know, we ain't going to be talking explicit, but it's just, kids don't need to hear everything that grown people talk about grown folks business. So this is just a disclaimer. Cause while I was doing uh, the podcast, I said I would come on with a disclaimer just to warn people. So yeah, this is your disclaimer, but I still pray. And I hope that this word blesses you in the mighty name of Jesus. So, enjoy this work. Bye. Hey, fam. Hello, 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 hello. Family, I'm just coming here with like a quick like word. I don't know how quick it's going to be, but God is just good. So, I um, I just came in the house for taking my kids on a ride. And my kids, like, they love looking up at the stars. And they're always just like, Mommy, look at the stars, right? And I I always say the same thing to them. I always be like, what God tell Abraham? And they be like, that he'll have more descendants than the the stars in the sky. And tonight it just hit me when I asked them and they answered me. Because God told Abraham, a man who has no children, that he will have more descendants than the 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 stars in the sky so i want to take you to that chapter because i just want to read it with you real quick let's go to genesis 15 let's go it's the lord's covenant promise to abraham Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abraham in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, no, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. So just like right there. And so God is just so mighty. Can you imagine like the Lord telling you, you have no children, but he's saying, you're, the, you're going to have a child. Because Abraham was, and Sarah, they was old. You're going to have a child. And, and, and I'm going to birth many nations through that child. You know, because he's going to have descendants. And it says, and Abram believed the Lord. And the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was he counted him righteous because he believed, because he had faith in what the Lord said. Family, the Lord will say some stuff. And it will seem so impossible. Listen, at a later time, I'm a I'ma tell you some things the Lord has done in my life. When I feel like the Lord is telling me to release it. 
But the Lord will say some things to you. And, and sometimes you just got to say, I believe you. You know, when when you're sick, but he, he whispered in your ear and he said, I'll heal you. Believe it. When you're hungry and he said that he will feed you. Believe it. When you are struggling with addiction and he says, I will set you free. Believe him. Believe what he says as he is a God. He is a promise keeper. And even because when I came into my office after we came outside, I was like, I just had to get on and talk to my fam. Because are we not here? Like Abraham is long gone. But God still has kept his promise to Abraham. After all these generations, he has kept his promise. He has kept it. He is a promise keeping kind of God. That night when Abram looked up in the sky and seen all those stars, God still keeps that promise to Abraham till this day. Because are we not descendants of Abraham? Are we not? He is just so good, y'all. He is so good. So, like, when you when you in a in a situation, just take a step back and just think about the goodness of God. He kept it. How long ago did he make that promise to Abraham? I encourage people when it gets to be nighttime, just go look outside and look at the stars and put yourself in Abraham's predicament. He promised a man with no kids that he would have descendants as numerous as the stars. He said, count them, count them, count them if you can. So when the Lord tells you that, when he takes you to that secret place and he gives you that promise, believe him. Believe that he will set you free from fear, anxiety, doubt, depression. Believe that he will set you free. We all have fell short to the glory of God, but God is a healer. Jesus came down here and he healed people. He said sick people need a doctor, healthy people don't. He came down here to heal the sick. You get what I'm saying? It's not about pointing the finger and being like, well, you're in a fornication. And then somebody else saying, you know, well, you're in a homosexuality. It's about, do you want to be set free from that? Do you want to be set free? That's what it's about. It's not about pointing at somebody else and saying what your weakness is. It's about looking back at the Lord and being strengthened because his power works best in our weakness. That's what it's about. In some way, somehow, a lot of people have missed it. A lot of people have missed that it's about God's grace. It's about God's mercy. It's about his unfailing love. It's about that. It's not about making yourself feel self-righteous, but it's about strengthening your brothers and sisters. That's what it's about. God is just so good, y'all. He just so good. And that's all he wants. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. That's what he has came for. He has came to give us a life and that more abundantly. That's what he's, that's what he's, 
poor. Like he died for us to make us whole. So we can have a relationship with God. He died for that. He didn't. And then people, people want to preach different, different versions of what they think the cross means. But the cross was a reversal. It was to reverse the curse. It wasn't, it, yes, Jesus, I'm not saying Jesus, he's, he, he ain't come to bring peace. He did come to bring a sword. He came to divide. He came to divide the real ones from the fake ones. That's what it's about. Are you going to be a real one for God? Or are you going to have a form of godliness and deny the power that can save you? Family, I could sit here and I could act so self-righteous. I could. Oh, I do this. Oh, I do that. But you know what's going to help you break through? Is to tell you about how the Lord has healed me from my weaknesses. To tell you about how his power has worked best in my weakness. That's what's going to heal you. I could sit here and tell you everything I'm good at. But what is that doing for you? Jesus said, Peter, Satan has asked to sift each one of you as wheat. He says, but I've prayed for you that your faith will not fail. Once you have repented, go strengthen your brothers and sisters. Go strengthen them. That's what he said. Go strengthen them. So, yeah, the enemy, he want to sift all of us like we. But you know what I'm going to do? After I repent, I'm going to come strengthen you. And that's what it's about. Being strengthened. I'm going to let you know that God is a promise keeper. I'm going to let you know that he is a chain breaker. I'm going to let you know that every curse that was on my bloodline, the Lord has reversed it. That's what I'm here to tell you. I'm here to testify about God's goodness. Yeah, the enemy tried to sift me like wheat, but let me tell you how God never left me nor forsake me. Let me tell you how he already died for me. He had already died for me because I need him. He already had a plan before he laid the foundations of the earth. He already had a plan to save me. Do you get that? And take that for yourself. Before before the foundations of the earth was laid, God had a plan for you. He had a plan. So when when you hear words and you get convicted, don't catch an attitude. Listen, because I, I understand when that sword when a sword when a slice you, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable when that sword slice you. But go and ask the Lord and say, Lord, I need to be strengthened. He will, he will renew your strength. You know that. It's about relationship with the father. That's what it's about. It's about him wanting to show you how he has laid the foundations of the earth. How he wants to show you signs, miracles, and wonders. Because he is just so good. He is just so supernatural, family. He is so good. And I know you hear God is good. And some of you might be like, I can't tell. 
but give them a chance. Give them a chance. If you're hurting, go to him with that hurt. If you feel like he has left you, go and ask him to show you how he has kept you. He'll do it. I'm telling you, he will do it, family. He will do it. I put my faith on that he will show you. It's not about having all the answers, but it's just about trusting God. Listen, and even if you feel yourself getting worried, don't beat yourself up for being worried. You pick up your mat and you walk. You, you, you say, Lord, I'm sorry for even worrying. Forgive me, Father. I trust you. Family, there are situations that be happening in my life and I have to catch myself. I have to catch myself trying to play God. And then you, I say, you know what, God, I just trust you. Because there's nothing else I can do but just trust you. And each time he comes with that unfailing love, he comes and he with that unfailing love. He loves you. Like, God loves you so much. The, the word says each one of your hairs are numbered. Each one of your hairs is numbered. You are so important to God. You are his masterpiece. God has formed you. He says, I knit your innermost being. All he wants is a relationship with you. All he wants is for you to have a good life. So when he corrects you, it's because he has better for you. He just, I have better for you. I, family, like, if them stars just really did something to me. Like, a lot of times me and my kids look at the stars as we coming in the house. But, like, we really stood there. And it, even to be standing there... I, like God is so good to just feel safe. How many people can go stand outside their house at night with their kids and feel safe? But God's perfect love casts out all fear. I know my God's going to protect me. I know he's my rock. I know he's my refuge. I trust him with all my heart. And I will not lean on to my own understandings. I thank him for showering me with that perfect love. Because you want to know why? When I first came into the kingdom, I was so, um, I was traumatized. You know, I was traumatized. We talk about, you know how like with the war vets, a lot of them come home with the PT, PTSD. It's really like that when you walk into the kingdom. Like, I ain't, I'm not trying to come for nobody that was in war. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. You know, and thank you for your duty. But I'm just saying, like you come into the kingdom, you got these triggers. You got this hurt. You got this pain of what you go through. You wake up at night and, and you, you have these racing thoughts. You, you see things and you have flashbacks. But when God, when he just, when he just comes in, when he just rushes in with that unfair love, and he's like, I got you, my child. I, I will never let, no, I will never let nothing harm you. I'm right here. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Nobody can pluck you out my hand. Nobody can take you from me. When he does that. 
it's so worth it, family. I'm telling you, I used to be so afraid. I used to walk in fear. In my own home, I used to walk around in fear. I used to be scared of the dark. But God has did it for me. He has removed all all the trauma that I picked up in this world. He has removed it and he has taught me and he's still teaching me who I am in him. He teaches me who he is. It's just God, he's so endless. That's why you can't put him in a box. You can't put him in a box. You can't say God can't do something. Because with God, all things are possible. He is just so good, y'all. He is so good. And if you keep on reading, right? It says, Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as your possession. But Abraham replied, Oh, sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? The Lord told him, Bring me three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So Abraham presented all these to him and killed them. Then cut each animal down the middle and laid the halves side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. Some vultures swooped down to eat them, eat the carcass, but Abram chased them away. As the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep and a terrifying darkness came down over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, you can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them. And in the end, they will come away with great wealth. As for you... You will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. After four generations, your descendants will return here to this land for the sins of the Amorites do not yet warrant their destruction. After the sun went down and darkness fell, Abram saw a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcass. So the Lord made a covenant with Abraham that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River. The land now occupied by the Canaanites, the Kesatites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Parasites, the Repubites, Amorites, Canaanites, Gerashites, and Jezubites. And when I was reading that part, right, because as soon as I came in the house, I had to read it because it's just it was just power there. It's about sacrifice. Because Abraham was like, How can I be sure that that this would happen? Right? How I'm be sure. And he sacrificed the animals to him, right? And what I realized in this relationship with the Lord is about sacrifice. Cause he had he has did it first. Hold on, I know y'all hear the phone ringing. Hold on, I know y'all hear the phone ringing. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I ain't going to answer it. Oh, ouch! I wasn't expecting that. But sorry, y'all. But uh, I'm sorry. I I kind of drew back. But yeah, it's about sacrifice because. God did it like he, Jesus was our is our sacrifice. So it's only right for us to sacrifice. It's only right for us to deny ourselves because this relationship is about sacrifice. God did not even keep 
his own life. But yet he laid it down for us. He did it for us. So it's only right for us to sacrifice. So yes, God, he has these promises, but will you sacrifice? Will you sacrifice to know who he really is? Will you be holy because he is holy? Will you allow him to transform you? In the beginning, yes, it's hard. I used to be like, Lord, I don't want to give that up. I don't want to give this up. I don't want to give that. I was very prideful. And it was hard for us to have, me and God, to have a relationship because I I was prideful. So everything I, I want, I, it was hard for me to let it go, but I wanted him, but I wanted to hold on to everything I knew. But God showed me his patience and his mercy. At any given moment, I could have been destroyed. But I'm worth so much more to God. He didn't destroy me. I could have not been sitting here speaking to you today. Anything could have happened to me, but God has kept me. And I love him so much. And I will sacrifice if I have to sacrifice because he has did it for me. He didn't even withhold his own life from me. He laid his life down for me. So now I'm going to live for him. And I pray that you do the same in the mighty name of Jesus. Live your life for him. He died for you to live for him. He's so good. He is so good. And another thing I want to talk to you about is writing things down. Writing things down. That God has did. Keep a journal. Even if you feel like you're not a person that can write. Keep a journal about the stuff that God has done. Because sometimes the, the cares and the worries of, of, of this life will try to make you forget God's faithfulness. But he is faithful. He is faithful. Oh, he is so good. He is just so good, y'all. Like, I just, I love him with all my, all my soul, all my might, all my being. One thing earlier, I was watching this video. And the person, it was, it was, it was a um, a double, they was like on a double live stream. And, um, I think his name is like Isaiah Salvador, Salvador. I think that's how you say his name. But he was on live and they were talking about like the stuff that happened at that concert, at the Travis Scott concert and all that. And one thing the girl had said, and it it, it, it convicted me, right? I'm going to tell you what she said. She was like, if you spend any more, any time on something longer than you spend with God, that's an idol. And that's so true, right? And let me tell you something. I like to watch the nanny. I like to watch King of Queens. I like to watch um uh, what else was it? Uh The Cosby show. And um I watch like other stuff. Like sometimes I will watch Martin and stuff. But like I had and, and, and another thing she has said is if something doesn't bring glory to God, it's it's or I don't know if she said it or he said it. But one of them said it. I don't know, like if if, if something doesn't bring glory to God. Is bringing glory to the enemy. 
And that's so true because there's not no in between. It's either you're hot or you're cold. And family, I st- I went to my DVR and I started deleting all of them because it's so true. If you're not bringing glory back to God, I don't want to listen. And it's those, it's the little things that, uh, and I repented in my Lord. It's the little things because the enemy, he he's strategic. He creeps in little by little to distract you and to build an idol and to to open a, a gate to him to have access into your life. It, it was It's just much. Now, I'm not saying because you got to deal with your own convictions. You got to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. But for me, as for me and my house, we serve in the Lord. And... I don't want a second of my day not to give glory back to God. Even if I'm sitting here and if I'm cleaning my house, I'm cleaning it as I'm cleaning the kingdom for God. Like, what you mean? Any work that I do, I want to work as I'm working for God. Any conversation I have, I want to have to work for God. And I really, I had to, I had to sit back and think like these shows do not glorify God and they're taking time that I could be given to the father. Even if I'm just sitting there and I'm just laying in his peace and I'm not doing anything, I'm still going to give God with, with God's because he gave me this life. He gave me this life. He promised Abraham, that he was going to have a descendant named Jade. Now, he might not have said my name, but one of them stars was representing me. God already had a plan for me. So I'm not going to waste my time on, on things that doesn't glorify him. You feel me? Now, I'm not saying like I would never... See, I don't know because these, these, cause like even when you think about it, like what what goes into your eye gate, your ear gate, all that, you gotta watch that. So I'm not saying like, I, I listen. I just want my life to glorify God. I'm not gonna say that I would never watch a movie again because there's movies that glorify God, but I just want to give God so much of me because He deserves it. I want to give Him all of me, not even so much. I want Him to have all of me. Because he's just so good. And he he died for me. So family, I think that's all I wanted to say. Lord, is there anything you would like to add to it while we here? The Lord is saying that he wants to set somebody free from fornication. The enslavement of money. And, um, Lord, what was the other one? And, and a spirit of masturbation. Okay. So I'm going to give you, um, a scripture about each one. And take it back to the father. That to be set free, okay? Just to be set free. First Corinthians eight, no, First Corinthians six, verse eighteen and twenty. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he hath committed fornication, sinneth against his own body. So, um, I can read that out the NLT too, if you need me to give your sister a second. 
sorry. Running from sexual sin, no other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you? It was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Let's go to Hebrews 13. And while we talking, uh, like, you got to watch the music that you listen to. That's why you, you can't be conformed to this world, but you got to be transformed by the renewing. Because you'll have the music playing, and it's the, the music got, like, that perversion. It got lust. It got sex, drugs, all of that. And you're trying to be set free, but then you're pumping yourself with those things and those familiar spirits and things. You get what I'm saying? So you, you're, you're under that... You're under that um delusion if you will like it's hard like if if somebody like if a person was on drugs you can't go back to where you used to be like where and be healed you can't get healed in that environment you gotta leave that environment to be healed because it's always going to be triggers there you get what i'm saying so this is hebrews 13 verse 4 okay fam i'm gonna read it to you at the kjv too Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. Um, let's go to Galatians. Hold on. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, deception, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and all other sins like these. And um, for masturbation, lustful pleasures falls under masturbation because when you're masturbating, I'm sorry if, if one of if you got a child in the car, I'm sorry. Uh I'll do a disclaimer in the beginning. <laughs> but um yeah, like if you're doing masturbation, uh, you're usually fantasizing about something while you're doing it, and that's a lustful pleasure. Like take it back to the Lord, okay? Cause this is we're not about to debate this. We're not about to debate this at all. If you because you if you're saying that you don't think so. I'm not about to debate it with you. God is the judge. Go ask him. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 7. Verse 2. But because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's sexual needs. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife. Do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. Afterward, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Hallelujah. And that's like one thing because people always want to be like, well, God made sex and did it. Yes, but he made sex between a man and his wife, a husband and a wife, 
that is under covenant with God. That's what sex is for. Okay. Um. Did we already do? Um. Let's go to Revelations twenty one. Verse 8. I'm going to read it to you in the King James Version. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in a lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Okay. Um, okay, so, hold on, give you just a second. Now, when you hear, um, Let's go to Matthew 6. Verse 24. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. So let's look up the definition of enslaved. Make someone a slave, cause to lose their freedom of choice or action. So, if basically, if money is an idol in your life, if if you're spending, if you're spending more time worrying about how to get money, how to do this, or how to do that, then you are with the Lord. Ask the Lord if you're enslaved. God is the judge. I'm just bringing forth what the Lord told me to bring forth. You gotta go work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Okay. Um, let me see. Hold on. Let's go to First Timothy. Because people say this all the time, but I need you to really read this today, okay? So let's go to First Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. The love of money. The love of money is the root to all evil. All kinds of evil. That's what the Bible said right here. I can read it to you at the King James Version. That was NLT. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some covet after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Oh, I gotta go look at the bottom of my Bible because I know the way I know they got something there. I know they got something there because the bottom of the Bible, when it be giving you them notes, 
it be bangers. Hold on. If anybody wants to know what Bible I got, I can post a picture of it. Because I love my Bible. It's, it's my baby. Like, a lot of times I use my phone. But uh, more times I be, like, reading out my Bible. Well, not more times. I read out my phone more than I read out my Bible. But when I need that real, real, real breakthrough, I be writing my Bible. Give your sis a second. Give your sis a second. I'm almost there. I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm in Second Timothy. What's going on in my life? <sighs> Y'all just be getting this is listen, I be in my word. Okay? I be in my word. This show you you don't got you can know the Bible from Genesis to Revelations. But you still need to go read the word and make sure that you store all his commands in your heart. Okay, the bottom. Okay, so let's, I'm going to read you what it, what it says at the bottom of my Bible. If we have enough, let us be content. But when is enough enough? How can we truly be content? There is a difference between what we need and what we want. We may have all we need to live. That is why we have enough. But we let ourselves become anxious and and discontent over what we merely want. Like Paul, we can choose to be content without having all that we want. The only alternative is to be trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that ultimately lead only to ruin and destruction. So, yeah, like being content, like knowing enough is enough. But like striving to try to have all these material things, what is where you can gain the whole world, but what is it if you lose your soul? You can't have two masters, right? So it's just the love of money. Not saying God does not want to bless you with things. I'm not saying that at all. But when you make money an idol, when you have that love of money and it is taking up a place in your heart, you can't serve two masters. Okay. Let me get you one more, a couple more. Let's go to. Let's go to some. Oh, hold on, not some. Hold on. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteous faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of pure hearts. 
So, family, it just lustful, the lustful desires. Just put them to death. Take this back to the Lord. Ask Him to show you and come into your heart and let you like show you what you need to work on. If you have any lustful desires, if you have the love of money, if you are dealing with fornication, the Lord is there to set you free. Yes, he's there to set you free, okay? It's just, the. oh, if we go back to Revelations 21, right? Let's go down to verse... Hold on, give you a second. Okay, hold on. It says in verse 8, But cowards, unbelievers, the corrupt, murderers, the immoral, those who practice witchcraft, idol worship, and all liars, and all liars their fate is in the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. The unbelieving, because if you believe that God can set you free, he will set you free. Believe in him. It goes back to believing in what he said. If he says he wants to set you free, believe him. He will do it. He will do it. Just believe him. Okay? So I pray that this word has blessed you. If Just go back to the Lord and ask him to lead you, show you, convict your heart of anything that... that is not pleasing to him, ask him to do it, okay? So let's say it together. I love you, but most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.